Thank you. I love you too, Barry. <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I don't know what your experience of that is, but I get a front row seat, and it's uh, pretty powerful to watch the, the communion be served across uh, generations. I watched uh, at least one where I knew they were serving across three generations, and I watched some families, and, and it, the, communion is meant to give us life, okay? Sometimes we get so hung up on the rules and the particulars, we, we miss the point, which is that we are one in the body of Christ, and that we celebrate what he has done. So our children's pastor is back there looking at me patiently. Children, if you would like to go to children's church, uh, follow uh, Pastor Ashley back there. It's good to have the kids with us, amen? Uh, have them a part of it. We really do believe in this intergenerational uh, kind of church. So for several weeks, we have been talking uh, about a legacy and the next generation and how to leave a legacy. Uh, and we kind of wrapped up, up last week. And so this week is kind of a, a week in between. Next week is Palm Sunday. You will want to be here for Palm Sunday because we are going to holy party. Uh, and the, the theme of Palm Sunday is always God is about to do something big. You know, he's, oh, he's on the cusp of that, and we'll, we'll talk about that, and the kids will have palm branches, and we're going to have a good time. Uh, and then we have Holy Week, uh, and then Easter, and you will definitely want to be here for Easter, because we are going to holy party. We'll say things like, he is risen. He is risen. Ah, not, not too bad. Work on that a little better. Sunday's coming, okay, uh, for Easter. Uh, but but uh, on Friday, we're going to do our Good Friday service, which is when we kind of talk about suffering and pain and, and all of that associated with Christ, but not everybody can make that. So this week, I wanted to kind of uh, focus in on this idea of suffering. If you can, I would really encourage you to be a part of our Good Friday service. We're going to do a tenebrae service, which is a service of shadows that goes down to, to complete darkness. And then we're going to open Easter Sunday morning kind of playing off of that. And so uh, it'll, it'll be powerful. Uh, but I do want to talk about suffering, though. Um, and, and here's what I know about suffering. See if you agree with me. Life is hard. Anybody else notice that? <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes life is really good, but very often life is hard. It's, it's painful. Amen? It, it, it's messy. Wow, is life messy. It never goes quite exactly the way you thought it would go. It can be frustrating. It can be irritating. It can be infuriating. You know, it's just, it even can be excruciating uh, at times. And, and when we think about uh, suffering, I kind of grew up in a time, and in fact, in early on in my ministry, I even had a couple of people kind of say this to me, where they, they kind of said, you know, if you're a pastor, you're supposed to be happy all the time. Thank you for laughing. I appreciate that because it was really hard to not laugh in their face right in that moment. You know, it was like, really? You know? In fact, I find great comfort from God's word in this. You, you remember where Jesus suffered was, was in the garden when he knew the cross was ahead. And, and I love that Jesus, Jesus tried to bargain with the Father, you know. If there's a plan B, can we talk about that a little bit, you know. I, I love that because honestly, when I go through periods of suffering, yay, is not my first you know, response to that. My first response is, is there a plan B here, Lord? Can we look at that for a minute, you know? And so when, when we do this, it's, it's, it's just difficult. Life is just hard, and we suffer in all kinds of different ways. But one of the things I love about the Christian faith is we take suffering seriously. We take the human condition seriously. We don't believe that if you just, you know, uh, work yourself up, you can just not have any pain, or, or that, that you can just deny it and it'll go away. We understand that life is hard, and, and life is difficult, and bad things happen, and you just can't pretend 
intend it or wish it away. And so what I want to do this morning is kind of dig into that a, a little bit and, and talk about it and talk about how God uh, gives us some direction in that. Uh, and uh, so we're going to begin by going to Romans chapter 8, if you have your Bibles or on your uh, app, our, our church app has it, or just however you get there. Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to bounce around uh, a little bit. Uh, in this passage, but let me kind of set it up for you. The book of Romans is written in the, um, about 25 years after uh, Jesus has gone back, uh, and uh, it's written into a very, very difficult situation. It's written by Paul. He's probably in Corinth when he's writing this, uh, and so uh, what's going on is, is some things are beginning to dawn on them 25 years into that, and, and of course, the big one is that Jesus is not coming right back. They thought he was coming right back, but they're 25 years into it. He's not coming back. People are, are starting to, to die off. Uh, they're discovering that not everybody gets healed, that a lot of people continue to suffer and, and struggle. They, they, they get, they're under persecution that's, that's going on uh, in, in their lives. And, and so into that context, uh, Paul is trying to write to them to, to give them some encouragement about the suffering they're experiencing. And, and the interesting sort of thing about this, not only are they experiencing some suffering now, but historically we know that about 10 years later, uh, Rome burns, and Nero blames it on the Christians, and they go into huge suffering and persecution that kind of happens to them. And so there's almost a prophetic voice in which, uh, I don't think Paul knew that was coming, but the Spirit of God was working in him, preparing them for, for what was ahead. And so he's giving them this, them this um, this great sermon, this great teaching uh, about, uh, about suffering. Now, now before you panic, just because I'm preaching about suffering doesn't mean we're all going to go into suffering in the future, okay? That's not, that's not my intention, but, but that's kind of the way it worked out. So let's, let's jump into this with verse 35. The verse 35 is really great. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And all God's people said... Amen. Thanks be to God. Yay. I, I love the way this, this starts out. And, and I love the, the power of Paul's writings with these sorts of things. And, and you just, everybody should just, this should be something you just say. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? And of course, it's a rhetorical question. Nobody can separate us. Nothing can separate us from the, the love of Christ. And it would have been great if Paul would have just went on to say that. But Paul being Paul, he had to take this wonderful verse and ruin it with the details. So he goes on and says... Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. And all God's people said, oh wait, no. <laughs> you know? We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. And, and it's just kind of this brutal detailing of all of the things that are going on in their life at this time and are to come. And some of them are, are really interesting. The, the, the word there for tribulation carries the idea of something that's under a lot of pressure. How many of you have ever been under pressure in your life, you know? Gee, that's a fun experience, you know? And then, and then the one that um, is translated uh, distress, it actually, the literal word refers to a, a narrow path where you can't turn left or right. And so the idea is you just have to keep going forward even though you're miserable and you can't get out of it in, in any direction. And so there's just this wonderful picture of awfulness right there, you know, of pain and suffering and sorrow and poverty. Uh, and honestly, in, in Rome, they had all kinds of pain and sorrow and suffering. So, so it would have it connected with them. They would have identified uh, with all of those people. And so here's what we know from that, uh, and that is uh, the early Christians quickly learned that following Jesus didn't mean they could avoid pain and suffering. 
Don't you wish the TV preachers that say, if you just believe and send a big enough donation to them, they were right? I mean, if they were right, they would be making all kinds of money. Unfortunately, that's not true. That wasn't the experience of the early church. That, that wasn't the way it worked. And, and the interesting thing for me is this is Paul writing. And you remember, Paul had a thorn in the flesh. We don't know exactly what that was. But he had some sort of thing that created ongoing physical suffering for him. In addition to that, he was the one who had persecuted the church. So he lived in this kind of weird thing in which he had probably guilt about all of that. People regarded him with suspicion. He didn't make a living from the the church. He had to go out and own, earn his own living. He was traveling all over the place. He had his thorn in the flesh and they kept beating him and trying to kill him and do all kinds of things to him. And it is him who talks about all of this, about suffering. He knew firsthand what suffering was like. And the truth is this, suffering is a universal experience, amen? Is there anybody who has never suffered any, you know, experienced suffering in their life? Oh, good, because I was going to go on for about three hours just to teach you what it was like if you didn't, didn't get that right. And so, yeah, it's not the same for everybody. Some people it's emotional or physical or spiritual or mental or, you know, all of those sorts of things. But, but we live in a, in a fallen world. And in a fallen world, pain and suffering comes from the brokenness uh, of, that, of that world. And, and I don't know, some of you may have been exposed to, I didn't get too much of this uh, when I was growing up, but, but a little bit of it. And, and there's kind of this theology that, that goes around uh, that, 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 that the reason you suffer physically is because of your personal sin. And usually these people then go into this idea, if you can just root out whatever personal sin or misstep it was you made, and you can get forgiven for that, then your life will be wonderful and everything will be great. Yeah, ooh, is right. That's, that's a lie. It's a, all, all suffering comes from a fallen world, from original sin. But not all suffering comes from our personal sins. Now, I, I need to add to that. We do live in a world where sometimes we make bad choices and we experience consequences. More of you should have said amen because I know your lives, okay? You've all, you've all been there. And, and I've done that and you've done that. And, and yeah, granted, stop doing that, right? You know, if you keep running into the wall, try a new path, okay? It'll hurt less. Uh, but, but, there, but there's something bigger than that. And that's not what I'm talking about as that person. I'm talking about this larger uh, sort of thing that, for us. And so there's some interesting things as well in the Bible. Anyone know what the oldest book in the Bible is? Not, not talks about the earliest events, but the actual oldest book we have. Job. Isn't that interesting? The oldest book in the Bible is all about suffering. And so for the very beginning, we have experienced this kind of suffering. In addition to that, what is the central symbol of Christianity? The cross. And I know today we clean it all up, make it look nice, you know, you can wear gold ones and there's kind of arts designs. But, but remember for Jesus, the, the cross was not only a symbol of death, it was a symbol of torture, of awful, horrible, horrendous suffering and death. And so built right into our religion is this, this head-on confrontation uh, with suffering and, and pain in our lives. And so um, when it comes to suffering, God promises us three things, none of which are delivering us from suffering. I'm going to look at those three things. Now, don't misunderstand me.